Good morning and welcome to our podcast. Today we are continuing with our um, scripture that is in Ephesians 3. We've been talking about verses 17 and 18 and this week we've added verse 19. So I'm going to read all of them together really quickly. It says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that you being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. To know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. It's not going to be something that you can quantify in your brain. It's going to be something that you experience, something you receive, something that you encounter. The Bible tells us when you see him as he is, you will be just like him. When somebody does something really nice to you and you are blessed, the first thing you do is turn around and bless somebody else. It's just the way we are created. When you see God for who he truly is, you identify with your true self. All of a sudden, you got a glimpse of who you are, what you came from, what your foundation is, who your true essence is. You saw it. And the minute you saw it, bam, you become it. But you can't become it if you don't see it. That's why he would tell Abraham when he was trying to teach Abraham they, in the Old Testament, remember, he couldn't talk to them about spiritual things because they were spiritually dead. He had to talk to them about natural things. And he did it in a way that now that we're here, we can see the natural things and we understand the spiritual concept. It's called a type and a shadow. It's called a natural example of a spiritual occurrence. So like... If you're being bombarded, the devil's threatening you. The devil's threatening you. He could be threatening your whole family. He could be threatening the whole army. He could be threatening the whole world. He could be doing what he's doing like right now. There's voices out there threatening us, threatening us with global warming, threatening us with COVID, threatening us with war, threatening us with all this trash, just threatening, 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 trying to keep you in fear, trying to keep you in a ditch, trying to keep you where you won't get up and do something. That's what the world system does. Okay, David came up on that situation and said, now hold on, why, why are we all afraid of this? You know, in the New Testament, we would say, hey, didn't Jesus die to give us authority over the weather? Everything he created, right? We have authority over it. Didn't Jesus die to heal us? Didn't he say that no plague could come nigh our dwelling? Didn't he say by his stripes we are healed? Didn't he say that the peace of God that passes understanding would guard our hearts and our minds? What are we doing here? That's what David said. Hold on. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine threatening the army of God? That's the same thing. Who is this who is this demon out here threatening God's children? No. And you just have a few little revelations, those rocks represented revelations, those little stones, little nuggets of truth that you have. And David just came up out of that ditch 
And when the enemy threatened him even more, David told him, now let me tell you how this is going to go down. That The enemy says, you know, I'm going to destroy you. You're going to die. This day you are going to be fed to the fowls of the air. And David didn't even let it phase him. And you do not have to let those threats, those threats phase you either. David stood up and said, you come at me with a spear and a sword? I'm coming at you in the name of the Lord. And this day, I'm going to kill you. And I'm going to cut your head off. And I'm going to feed it to the, to the fowl of the air and to the beast of the field. And I'm going to feed the entire host of the Philistine armies this day to the fowl of the air and to the beast of the field. Not only am I about to kill you, and take your head off of you. But I'm about to destroy your whole little team. And one child who knew his covenant with his God ran towards him and threw a rock. His faith. He threw that word of God. He threw that faith out there. And an angel caught that because there ain't no way that little boy threw it that hard. Right? The Bible says that the rock hit him in the helmet and dented it into his head. So it hit a helmet and made the helmet go into his... Can you imagine how hard that would have had to have been flying to dent metal into the man's head, right? So as soon as David threw that rock, an angel caught that thing in the air and went, <laughs> right? I mean, his faith activated a supernatural lifestyle just like yours will right now. David believed what God said. David believed that he was in a covenant with God and that God would honor the covenant because God was somebody you could depend on. And it, it worked for him in every area of his life, all through his entire life. It was powerful. And you have the same ability in your life. When you're in fear, when you're feeling threatened, when you're feeling, what are you going to do? How are you going to do this? Oh, no, they don't like you. They don't think you're good. They don't think you're nice. They think you're this. You got this problem, and they think this, and they're talking about you, and they're doing this. All that is demonic. It is demonic. You need to tell the enemy, shut up. Bless you, bro. You need to tell the enemy to shut up and quit talking to you. <clears throat> you have the ability to do that. You want to know the love of Christ. Let me explain why. Because this passes knowledge. It's not going to be something you're going to understand with your mind. But I was, I was, me and my kids, I, I promise to this day, I still do not have a clue what happened. But they all wanted to move away and go do something different than be here with us. And so I'm like, so I was trying to still try to have a relationship with them, but it was a struggle. It was a, a bunch of stuff. So anyway, I was I was crying one day. My feelings got hurt over something one of them did. And so I was talking to God and I said, God, all I want to do is love them. And I heard the father say, 
I know exactly what you mean. And when he showed me that side of himself, when he showed me his vulnerability because of how much he loves his children, he said, I know exactly how you feel. All he wants to do is love us. And nobody gives him the time of day. That is all he wants to do is love us. He said, I know exactly how you feel. And when he said that, I just busted out crying. And I thought, oh my God, you do understand. You do know. You do. You love me that much that all you want to do is spend some time with me and talk to me and hang out a little bit. You love me that much. And when I saw that, it took my love walk to a whole new level because I saw a side of God I had never seen before. I had never seen his heart as a father to his children like that. It changed me. It changed me. And I thought, well, I'm in good company. If my kids don't want to talk to me, it's their loss. It truly it is because I really don't want anything from them. I just want to bless them. I just want to be in their life and love them and their children and stuff. And so I just gave them to God. I really did give them to God. And then one day, about a month later, there was a bunch of stuff going on, and every time something would happen, I would just say, you know, God, you got them. I trained them up in the way they should go, and now that they're old, they're yours. I, I trust you with them. I'm not going to worry about it anymore. And he told me later, he said, you trusted me even with your kids. You trusted me even with your kids. And I knew that day I got promoted. You can't grow past your ability to trust God. Because the only thing keeping the enemy at bay is God. The only thing backing up your words and your power and your knowledge of the blood of Jesus and the things that you're saying is your understanding that God is the one that's going to back it up. God is the one that's going to do what I say. When I say in the name of Jesus, whatever, I'm not going to do nothing about it. God is, right? I have to have my trust in God to honor his word and do what he said he would do. And if he's not going to do that, then I don't have a chance. You know what I'm saying? Do you understand that? Now I have Jesus in me now and I'm full of the Holy Ghost. So I am a very powerful person because God is in me. Okay. And he'll never leave me or forsake me. But what I'm saying is it's God that's in me, that makes me powerful. It's God that's in you that makes you powerful. When the enemy's threatening you, when you're afraid and you say, I speak peace in Jesus' name, and I just worship God, and you start worshiping the Lord for a minute, and all of a sudden, whatever's making you afraid leaves. We've all done this, right? You've been in fear, and you start worshiping God, and things calm down, right? So that power that makes that true is God's power, God's authority. God is the one the devil's afraid of. He's hoping you don't trust God like that. He's actually going to do things to try to make you not trust God like that. 
Because if you trust God like that, you're going to not be easily defeated. It's not going to happen. But you need to see that love. When you feel rejected, when you feel hurt, when you feel like somebody doesn't love you, when you are believing some lie that the enemy says, you need to go to God and talk to him about it. Lay it out there. Show him where you're at. Talk to him. He wants to reveal himself to you. The minute you see how loved you are, I promise it changes everything in your world. It changes you. Has, has anybody in here had an experience like this? Where all of a sudden you're having a bad situation and you spend some time with God and he says something to you or he shows you something. Have you ever done this? Okay? It changed who you were as a person. Once you know something, once one area of your life is established with God, you'll never be the same again. And that area of your life is not going to be defeated very easily. If the enemy... Now, he may come in and, I don't know, but as long as you stay with God, you're not going to have a problem like that. You know too much for the enemy to get his hands in the situation. But you don't know it all yet. It's like me. I've been doing this a long time, but I still don't know it all. I still need to spend time with God. I still need to read the word. I still need to talk to him. I still need it. Because my next victory is in my ability to see God. If you can see it, you can achieve it. Do you want what do you want to be? What kind of person do you want to be? You need to see God. It will change who you are. Bless your heart. God bless you. <laughs> it will, okay? So, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. It is a supernatural feeling of God that you have, an infilling. And like people will do things to me, <clears throat> people will challenge my love walk. Some people are very difficult and they will challenge your love walk. But when they do, if you have love, the love from God in you, you'll be able to overcome it. If you don't, it's just you, you may blow it. You may, you know, have a big problem on your hands. But God's not mad at you. But when you realize that something's not going right and you're not getting victory in some area of your life, I just want to suggest that you go spend some time with God. Okay? Yes? Okay. Praise God. Today... We're finished with our lesson today, so we're thankful that you tuned in and joined us today, and we hope to hear, see you again. Bye.